0: Right at it.
1: Right at it! Oh! He's done it again! Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win.
0: Welcome to episode 59 of the Go Get That podcast. Thank you to Bob (laughs) for joining us in picture form. No video for Bob. high we'll some, Pixels. We just have some really high quality pixels for you guys to see that are watching on YouTube. We had we had a camera you on know, that function.
1: You know, uh, I really wish the fans got to see this in full HD quality. <laughs> uh, it it's, it's truly
2: a sight to see. <laughs> That's, but it's just one of the funniest photos I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right. I, I mean, I wish you guys could all see my reaction to me looking at this photo because it's just, you know, I feel like it would have been like a perfect punishment if I had like lost anything, but I like basically swept the table in all competitions we did this year. So there really was no punishment free to be had. So yeah. I thought it'd be a good sport and, you know, do it for the fans. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a
2: good, wow. it's your championship reward. We'll put it that way,
0: and you look great. I mean, like, yeah. Like well, people.
1: you know, I think the eighty-five-year-old style sunglasses really do the trick. You know, <laughs> you no, know,
0: those sunglasses, haters.
1: are like, you know, do you want do you want a backstory to the picture? us <laughs> hear. Um, it was last year at graduation where. Me and five other guys had to go because we had to, like, represent, like, the, the changing of the guard. It's like something our school does, where, like, the seniors, the upcoming seniors come in and take, like, all the stuff. It was that. Um, I showed up at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday feeling terrible. I mean, I was not having it. And everyone there had sunglasses, and I did not own a pair of sunglasses. Since I have found a love for sunglasses, and I wear sunglasses all the time now. But anyways, I digress. Um, I called my mom to bring me sunglasses when she showed up, because she was coming anyways, because she had to do something. And she bought these sunglasses that were just, like, I mean, not for style. Like, what? the other five kids were going for was men in black, right? Like, you know, and the sunglasses just completely took that away because the, the sunglasses I I bought were like type of sunglasses that like 80 plus year olds wear to keep out the sun, not for looks. Like they don't care about looks anymore. Like they're literally just looking to keep out the sun and it did that job, but man, did it look awful. And with all travesties come, a positive, and the positive is this photo. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's a
2: fantastic photo. I don't even know if I'd call it a travesty, to be honest.
0: Oh, um, well, I would. I think I, mean, I the, definitely would. The YouTube viewers are just salivating right now. Like I can tell.
2: Salivating. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: We're back, baby.
0: We are back. Um, the purpose of this video um, is in part one, the beautiful picture that Bob's sporting. But in part two, we are recapping Jordan's 2021 2022 FedEx Cup season, which came to an end at Eastlake a couple weeks ago. Um, next week, we begin the 2022 2023 season, um, not individually, but at the President's Cup, which is a part of the new season. So we had to before the new season starts, come back and, you know, review what was a okay campaign from Jordan. Um, Nothing special, probably worse than the 2020-2021 campaign, but there were some positives. Um, He won. It's always hard to win. Um, And there were definitely some uh, strengths of the season. Some things got worse, some things got better. Yeah,
2: I think we'll we'll get into more else here in a second, but um, I think finish kind of at Eastlake, like fit the season pretty well. I think what it was thirteenth or something, and he kind of played like the thirteenth best player in the world all year. I think he is actually thirteenth in the world right now, um. So some good, uh, some really bad. I think there was just not a lot of consistency, and you know when we kind of go back through things, it'll be pretty clear to see that lack of consistency, lack of um, good finishes kind of in a row, obviously caught a little bit of a hot streak at some point, but um, certainly a an interesting season.
0: Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I think, We're going to start, we're going to cover everything in this video, like nearly every, pretty much every single event he played. And we are going to go back to the start of the season back at the CJ Cup all the way in last fall, which was his first event of the the, uh, season. And it was a pretty good week at the CJ Cup, if memory stands. Um, I don't think all three of us have probably amazing memories of every event this season, but the CJ Cup, he played pretty dang well. I mean, I know we came into that event with probably mixed expectations, and I think through 36 holes, he was right up there in Vegas playing pretty well. And then he kind of, you know, fell down the leaderboard on the weekend, but you know, he finished tied for 18th that week. And I'm pretty sure at the time we were pretty happy with that. Well,
1: (laughs) the CJ cup was one of the highs of my season personally as as a golf fan, as, as all. And it had nothing to do with speed at all. I mean, it was, it was known worldwide as the streb week um True. Uh, streb was like fourteen under through like six holes on <laughs> it was something like that it was something ridiculous um and that's where the streb fandom began i mean it it's where it's it's probably i mean I don't think it's an too big of an exaggeration to say the podcast's biggest moment um okay. When we deemed Streb a no-name, and then he went out and shot, like, 11 under in, like, 16 holes. So, it was an iconic week. Um, Did Spieth play well? Yes. Um, Was that probably the best golf he played all year? Also possible. Um, It was (laughs) definitely a a bit of a tease. You know, um i I compare it to, like, the first hole at St. Andrews um, where the tee shots, just a bit of a tease for the rest of the golf course. Um, I'd compare it to that. I, I don't really think that the rest of the season lived up to that CJ Cup performance. But overall, just a really iconic week.
2: Yeah. So, the CJ Cup was kind of the three iron off the tee for this season. I agree. Uh, loading. Too. Okay, I can agree with that. It was um, I remember Thursday, Friday were really good. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a slow start Thursday. He had that crazy flop shot chip in, um, one of the part threes out there. Uh, he drove it really well, made some putts. Um, which was not kind of uh, telling was not foreshadowing what was going to happen this year. But I think he was in the final group on Saturday. Uh, and then he made nothing, which did sh- foreshadow, uh, the entire season, but alas, I mean, it was 18 under, I think he lost by like six. So, um, not actually that bad of a week. That was a week Ricky Fowler played well, actually. Um, Rare occurrence. just because he wanted well, to go to so Butch Harmon because it was down. So. Fowler's back. No, <laughs> oh, no, I, I did. Butch Harmon works miracles. I don't know if Fowler was a miracle, but like, I, I,
1: for those of you who are looking to bounce back and to go get that best next season, Ricky Fowler at those 100 to 1s could be slammable.
2: Well, he, I don't think he's got that many left. Like, uh, he's playing in Napa this week, which the season starts again this week, which is crazy. Um, But like, if, if people see any sort of ball striking form out of Fowler, the hundred ones disappear quick really quick um but we'll see that'll be that'll be a fun story to watch cuz it's a lot more fun when Ricky's playing well you know i think it it just adds to more events um in the season so we'll see how it goes but
0: well pertaining to speed if we um advance ahead from the CJ Cup, which was a pretty good week. We went to probably the worst week of the year for Jordan, which came all the way back in December. He had a nice layoff after the CJ Cup from October, December. Um and he finished 20th out of 20th at the Hero World Challenge. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's when what I week? declared Bryce that's when I declared Bryson uh more popular than Smith, or something like that. Um I can't quite remember my phrasing, but I also declared that if you dig a hole, you bring a ladder. So that was another good week in the <laughs> podcast episodes. Um, but yeah, not, not from the hero. I think, I think it was like 300 through six or something. And then uh, by Sunday, he was teeing off from the wrong team markers. So that kind of sums up how the week went. Um
1: now that I would say is the perfect summation of the season, uh, <laughs> team mark situation. Um, there's a lot of good summation. <laughs> the iconic moments Two penalties in one week. It was, um, you know, <laughs> I don't even know. It was a wild. It was a wild year. I mean, he. Um, I mean, there's nobody quite like him on tour. But uh, I, I'd say that this year was as weird of a. I mean. As, I think since 2015, we've never really gotten any breaks, and I mean, it was just so weird to see him win, the RBC getting all those breaks. It was just, it was, it was really weird, um, just a weird overall. And the win that he did, the way he won, was such so fitting, um, but it was yeah. I mean, just like the T marker situation, like just so many different, like really weird. Um, Things that happened this year. I mean, it It was it was quite the ride.
2: Well, yeah, speaking of weird, literally the next time he plays at Tory, he goes to the hospital the night before it starts or something like that. Was oh, it the yeah. night in between? I can't remember. But whatever it was, it was bad. And he obviously didn't play very well. I mean,
1: he got a stomach bug at the US Open, and me and Jordan almost didn't oh, get
0: him. Yeah, I remember that. Jeez. That was a yikes um, yeah we were we were a little nervous, yeah, if it wasn't a major, I don't know if it would have played well,
1: some would say he would have been better off not playing <laughs> um, but Bad. it would have been a it, it in the end, it would have been a kind of look back and regret moment for us, so I'm glad he did play, and he just continued to prove the amazing golf that he continues to play week in and week out. And and honestly, um it was a great experience. They set that course up great. So um uh, I'm not gonna match that experience at all. That was pretty
0: cool. Yeah, I mean he played okay at the US Open, but I mean, yeah, so we went from Hero into January where we played the Century and the Farmers, both of which went pretty brutally bad with the T twenty one at the tournament of champions. And the miscut at Tory Pines. Um, probably the best thing to come out of that month was hearing that he probably won't be playing Tory Pines anytime soon again. Um, especially going into this new season. Um, it was a slow but start I, for Mr. Spieth. Can
1: I make an official statement on the Tournament of Champions? Yeah, go ahead. What a devastating decision to make it the Tournament of Champions plus the, the next Cup yeah. points winners. Yeah. Yeah, it's pathetic. Really oh, ruined. Yeah. It was such a unique event. And say what you want about the event, because in the end, the course is very Mickey. <laughs> but it's still fun to watch. And it just sucks. You know, it just it just sucks. Um, it
2: does a little. A little. Uh, it, that's that's going forward, champions. right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so, yeah, now so an elevated like, event. Right. It just seems like... And I kind of get it. Um, but I thought it was a really cool mix of guys that were there usually, right? Cause you'd get guys like Rom and Rory and JT and speed cause they all won. And then you'd get guys like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to throw anybody under the
1: bus, but like guys getting their first Brian round. gay last year. Yeah. <laughs> and It like, was ranked like dead last in the PJ tours, like rankings of players this year.
2: Yeah, no, so okay. it's it's a good, it's it's fun. I get why they added more people to make it more of a kind of elevated marquee event. Um, but it does kind of take, like, the guys who actually won, it does kind of take a little bit of the, like, excitement out. But uh, there's only a couple dudes that make it that didn't win, right? So it's like, it's not that big of a deal. How many guys are they
0: adding? Five? Something I, it just takes the prestige away. Like perfect yeah. example, like Colin Morikawa, obviously a world class player, but he didn't win last season. You you don't deserve the right to go play at that ex- exclusive event when you can't get the job done. win the event, I just I hate it.
2: I mean, I agree.
0: Um, that that was, was my statement. While-
2: I' will be there. He didn't win.
0: Not like he doesn't deserve to be there. It's not the tournament of champions. It's a
2: tournament of champions and tour championship attendees.
0: Yeah, call it that. That's what it is.
2: Yeah. No. I, they, yeah. They do have to change the name if they're gonna allow more people in that aren't champions. You know. Yeah. Um, watch them have some sponsor exemptions in there. That'd be hilarious.
1: <laughs> I they mean, get,
2: they they, they obviously they honestly could. They get Ricky Fowler in there.
0: Um, yeah, I be, mean, they yeah. just made the tournament of champions, not the tournament of champions. So, I mean, they can do whatever they want with it. They could make it a full 60, yeah. 70 guide field going forward. That's true. Well,
2: this why don't they just terrible. send send all the people at East like to Pebble Beach? <laughs> that'd be fun. Sure, the program would love it.
0: Could use a better field. Cool. That's a good segue. That's a very good segue, though, Dan, because after the Century and the Farmers, we went to Pebble Beach where we were very close to a win but had it snatched by Mr. Hoagie. Um, that, that was so depressing. Yeah, that, that stung because at that point, Jordan hadn't have won in, what was it, 10 months. Um, we were salivating for another win. It was a weak field, one that he could take advantage of. He played really good golf. I mean, he didn't putt great on, what was it, Thursday and Friday, but I mean, the Irons were insanely good all week, and then he just gets a little bit unlucky on the 17th hole, puts it in the bunker, misses a five-footer for par, which we've said it already, kind of summed up the season, and came up just short of Mr. Hoagie, who grabbed his first tour win. Yeah. And Hoagie played the back in 5-under. Is that right?
1: Well, I will say, a lot of people called it a choke, and I don't agree with that. It's not a choke. I will say we... It was handed back to us at the RBC. So, in the end, we did not deserve more than one win this year, so I'm okay with it. That's correct. But... But... It was... I mean, Prime Tiger showed up in the back nine in the form of (laughs) Thomas Togi, <laughs> just, just something that will never happen again. So, um, yeah, it, it well, was a little disappointing. I think that's kind of the crazy
2: part is he got the win that he – I mean, we'll talk about it once we get into April. But he got the win he probably deserved the least. And given that he won that, could have very easily had three wins this year. Well,
1: I – I don't think he would have deserved the Travelers. Um yeah, huh? I just, think uh, I think there are a few events that he would have deserved less than the RBC. But that's not what I'm talking about. Though. I mean he didn't <laughs> if you think about it, like he really he did hit the ball like extremely well that week. Yeah. Yeah. But he did lose millions and millions of shots. Do you remember that, like, four-footer he missed on, like, 12? When he was, like, trying to get back into it, and he missed. When he teed off on that par five, I was, like, not even, like, paying attention anymore. Like, I thought it was completely. What
0: are you talking about?
1: The RBC. Oh. We're
0: already an RBC talk. Jeez. Sorry, to cr- See, I told fine. you it would collapse. That would, that'd be the creme de la creme of this podcast, though. Yeah, most we'll of it was crap Bob, all year.
2: Bob's just teasing it. He's teasing
1: it. Teaser, yeah. I mean, we don't have much. I'll like go back. I'll go back to mute.
0: Go back to mute. i mean, den. I can carry, but oh, yeah. that was close. I bring.
1: I bring the visual pleasure. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: yes, your beautiful photo.
2: <laughs> yeah, you have the exactly. face for TV. Exactly. That's what it is.
0: After Pebble, Jordan went six straight events without a top 20. Mm. Uh, starting at Phoenix, which was absolutely oh. brutal. Um the hero was bad, but the Phoenix was an awful watch. He played so bad that week. <laughs> yeah,
2: Phoenix was brutal. I think he had he had two Eagles around though. Um, they they still shot. Yeah, even or one over, I think. Like it was, it was just not good. Nothing was there. Everybody's expecting a lot after the like T, what four the year before that kind of said like, hey, I'm back. Um, I don't remember a ton about Phoenix. You don't want to. Yeah, it was a cut cut watch week probably right so
0: yeah it was brutal then after that after phoenix we went to genesis which um now live star joaquin neiman just i mean he beat the crap out of everyone probably one of the most dominant performances all year on this tour schedule was neiman at riviera spieth i mean played pretty well the first two days he kind of Friday was iffy he played great on Thursday. Friday was okay. if I recall it could have been a lot better on Friday and then similar to like c j. Cup, he just fell apart over the weekend, turned it into an average week. but I mean I remember Thursday I mean he was I think two under through two. I know he played ten and eleven, which are both kind of birdie holes, but he made a putt on ten to start his day. I remember it was like seven thirty in the morning, and we were hype at the time, especially after Phoenix, which was brutal. I think he I mean he played okay that week that was pretty yeah. hype, yeah yeah
2: yeah Genesis was um I think through 28 holes he was 10 under I mean, he was five he was six back of Neiman but um he was in like solo second and making a lot of putts and then it just kind of stalled the rest of the week wasn't very good um and we we're like, okay, you know, made some putts. Cause at this point, like we I think we had started questioning the putting a little bit. Is that correct? Yeah. I think so. So that gave you know a little bit of like, okay, there's something there, but then what we didn't see him again till match play, because he skipped um the player players. Because he skipped um skipped the Arnold Palmer, which he will not be doing going forward, but um we thought he'd show up there and he didn't, which was a little um pathetic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Looking back on the season, I know all three of us are in agreement on this. He should have been at the Arnold Palmer. Um there's just I mean, that is like the perfect like prep week, especially with the players. I think the players is the week after, right? And yeah. I mean, just the API, you get hard golf in and I mean to that point, I mean Genesis played super easy. Phoenix, I guess, played a little bit harder than it usually does. He missed the cut at Farmers. I just think API is a great golf course to really see where your game is. It's not a birdie fest. I mean, especially this year. I mean, it was an awesome watch, and I think what Scotty won it like what did Scotty win it like two or three under par? It was five. It was five under. It was I, five. I remember at the time, I mean, we were just screaming at each other like, this would have been a great chance for Jordan to maybe win just because his game at that point really suited what that golf course was offering up. And lo and behold, he doesn't show up to even play.
2: Yeah. And then he, I mean, he basically didn't show up the next week either at the players, given that crazy weather that kind of just, I mean, did he, he barely broke 80 on Friday,
1: right? I was thinking about this and, if he's in the other draw, you never know.
0: No, nah, he still would have played poorly. I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you never know. He might have shot seventy-five on Friday instead of what did he shoot seventy eight or seventy-nine?
1: You know, I'm just I'm just looking back at what did he shoot on that Thursday th- whenever he shot like something high as seventy.
0: I think he shot like seventy four on Thursday. Remember it ended on Friday because they had horrible the horrible weather. Oh, no, no,
1: he shot a worse round than that, right? I
0: thought it was just a seventy-four. No.
1: No, I I just remember the oh. comments were like it's okay conditions were tough if he was in the other wave he would be top ten like come on um,
0: you'd be a fool to believe that
1: so you know I love my comment section it's it's a great it's a great mixture of like intelligence so he, and... got, he shot
0: sorry he shot seventy two in the first round that took Let three years second round? Uh, seventy nine. Oh, so that's round. Yeah, yeah. He um he he came out because he had to play seventeen and eighteen, and remember that's when he was on the bridge long on seventeen, because of course he got the wind wrong and he bogeyed seventeen and eighteen to shoot freaking even par in the three day first round. I can't even. Oh my! What a
1: guy! <laughs> what a guy! The bridge was a mean everything he does is a meme i mean practically yeah ugh. it's tough to even like look back at the season and, like get be serious about it just because like it was such a there was no like time where we were serious like it was all just a bunch of like every different podcast would be talking about something that was like a joke like a meme something that happened that week that he did like it, there was it was never golf, was never the main topic this year, I feel like. Um,
2: well, not golfing his ball, I'd say putting his ball was definitely a topic. Well, it was
1: never someone say. hitting it. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, that's well summed up. And then after the players, we went to the match play, which was like pulling teeth. That was another really poor showing. Um, yeah, that was disappointing, because he won the first match. Um, he freaking, I mean, he just played worse than everyone he played. Besides, he beat Keegan, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah and it, it was Keegan, and then he beat. Fight. And yeah. then,
1: I mean, to lose to Rose and Scott, I mean, Jesus. Um, yeah, that was embarrassing. He just played with was both real. of
0: them.
2: Keegan missed, like, four putts inside of six oh, feet. Yeah, I know. Like, it was... Keegan probably shot 76. <laughs> and Spieth beat be him say. on 18. Like, that was not a good week. No. Another one, there, But there were a lot of them that kind of in the early part of the year.
0: Well, yeah, because after the match play he followed it up with Valero with the worst butting performance of the season. Yeah, uh, That was brutal. Because he struck it yeah. so well at Valero. And he probably could have defended if he would have if he puts average, he's probably a top five finish. Yeah.
2: No, he, he was. He led the field in tee to Green that week. Granted, <laughs> a lot of a lot of it came from Sunday. I feel like
1: he led the field tee to Green like a lot of weeks. A lot year. of weeks, yeah.
2: Yeah, he, he led. There was a there was like a couple week stretch where, um, he led. Well, we're about to get into it actually. Um, but, yeah. So Valero knocked. He led, and then obviously, all right, we're thinking, hey, he's hitting the ball pretty well. We go to Augusta, you know, no greens books here, and maybe he can putt well. Maybe he can make a move. And I That's mean, he, he, yeah, Ray's Creek gobbles him up on Friday, um, and he still should have made the cut. Eighteen was brutal, uh, double bogey, and it just. Ick. Very disappointing week.
0: Yeah, it was um I remember after it was a very somber podcast. I don't think we did a podcast on Friday after he missed the cut because it was depressing. We were talking about it on Sunday after Scotty won how embarrassing it was that he missed the cut, just because it's a it's a small field and I think it's what top
1: No, you have to play really bad to miss the cut. Yeah,
0: like it's it's bad. I mean like I think it's top sixty in ties or something and there's only like it's 40, like it's nuts, eighty guys it's in the field. And top fifty. 50 in, yeah. I mean more than half the but
1: like, but like I mean there's probably twenty guys in that field who like physically can't make the cut. Yeah. You're Larry Wises so of, of the World. It's basically it's basically fifty for seventy. So it's not good to miss the cut there, no. No.
0: Yeah. I mean he was what was he plus six?
1: Yeah. Really bad.
0: Jesus. Yeah, that was it was really bad. Yeah. It was depressing too. And, and then so well and then Yeah, you know, he just makes a mess at his happy place.
2: Yeah. But then the commitment to uh Mr. Heritage came on that Friday pretty shortly after the round he as was... well. I think he I think I think we would talked about it at the time. Like, was it because he missed the cut? I, I think he was going
1: there anyway. Um, but... Well, he loves the course. He's um, spoken very highly of it. Playing there, even though he's never putted the greens well, which he still didn't. Um, but, yeah, I think he was always going.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I... I remember
2: Jordan and I playing a little 2K to scout out the course. And like in theory, we thought, hey, like, I don't know how much you remember about it, but if you hit Driver well, you give yourself a lot of wedges. And we felt like Driver was probably his best club through the early part of the year. Um, obviously didn't think it turned into a win because it the most of the game just seemed too far off. But man, what a what a crazy week that was, right? It, it felt so meh Thursday and Friday, and then just to have that like I was Saturday with that eagle stretch on Saturday into Sunday, and then just the the collapse by everybody else. I mean, I mean,
1: I was I was doing some research, um, because I love odds. And speaking of odds, I mean, what a menace for at least to hit another outright at the bmw this week i mean that's ridiculous well, doesn't miss man yeah she doesn't miss we can't wait to have her back we can't really have her back with president scott because like there's nothing to bet on but um anyways he was 275 to 1 when he teed off 18 that is ridiculous like ridiculous um When JJ Spawn won, he was somewhere in the hundreds. I don't think someone in the 200 to ones, just to put in perspective, I'm sure there's been some live thing that's hit, but, like, if you're looking just from, like, to put into perspective, the last time a 200 to one person won a tournament was, like, I mean...
2: I I don't even know. You could I I think people found two hundreds on Phil at the PGA at Kiowa. Okay, that's fair.
1: I I thought he was one twenty five, but.
2: Um, yeah, I don't. I think I think in general a lot of are in that one twenty to one fifty range. But maybe I
1: there was some two hundred one, but like two hundred seventy one is like. That's absurd. I mean. The Arizona Coyotes to win the Stanley Cup into one. And that ain't happening, folks. And that is, they're playing in the stadium with 3,000 people.
0: Professional <laughs> hockey team.
1: Have you seen that, Dan? No. They're playing in Arizona State Stadium this year. They're not playing at, didn't they normally play at Glendale? But, yeah, but uh... they're, they, they they couldn't pay the electric bill. <laughs> Like, that's where they're at as as an organization, so and they were 100 to 1. And Smith was 275 to 1 when he teed off 18. You're telling me that they don't have
2: the skills to pay the bills, is what's going on there. <laughs>
1: skills, I mean, no one will buy anything. Um, but I mean, just to put in like, just putting in perspective, I mean, when um, who was it that? Uh, when Tom Kim quatted the first hole, he was, like, 120 to 1. Like, uh, 275 to 1 is, like, so – that's, like, such a long shot. Um, and to just have everything – I mean, he literally had have to had everything happen. Up in two, including the bad luck in the bunker for Cantley. Because if Cantley gets a clean lie, he gets that up and down, and we head back to 18 again. And who knows what what happens?
2: But yeah, I think it's funny looking back at kind of the names that were there, right? So Cantley obviously was in the playoff. It was a one v one. Lowry basically as soon as Spieth finished, Lowry uh, chipped it into the water on 14. Never that got was
1: awesome. Back.
2: Varner Varner didn't do anything. Um, Varner Cantlay, never
1: does anything on Sunday.
2: Cantley, Cantley didn't birdie the power five. Seb Straka poured in a bomb on 17. I think he
0: bogeyed too. 18.
2: And
1: that's where I but, thought that the luck ran out.
2: Right. But then he but then he like chipped he hit it into the hazard, hit a chip to like 12 feet and missed the putt on 18 for bogey. So he was out. Yeah um, and it was like like what is going on? And just the only thing at the top it just like on the CBS broadcast is one Spieth, minus 13. The whole time until Cantley finished. And It's like, are you kidding me? It's crazy.
1: Yeah, he it finished like
2: T five when he
1: finished. <laughs> T4 maybe, like it was anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but you know, but it's just it's crazy to see the mentality because, you know, Jordan walked off, and obviously Lowry chipped into the water at them, but he was still probably one hundred fifty to one, and he was like mentally ready for the playoff. Like he he was, he was, he told the kids like, I have to go to the range. Like, I mean, when he fist pumped that in on 18 in his mind, he was like, okay, that gives me a chance. Like he was always like his mental was always that he was still in it. Um, Which is just really interesting to see, because I think a lot of guys do that when we don't look because they never ended up winning, but until, like, they mathematically can't win, like, they have to be ready for whatever happens. Uh, which I think was really cool. It was a really cool side of it because I've never really seen anything like it um, in depth. Um, Obviously, there have been some crazy. Um, Garrick Kigo won from, like, eight groups back, but, like, he was a few shots clear. I mean, it was still a huge choke, but, like, at least he was in the clubhouse. I mean... I don't think Spieth ever had... Yeah, Spieth never had the lead within, like, two hours when he finished. Like, the whole back nine, I don't think he ever had the lead. Right?
0: No. That's, no. That's and he had chances, good. too, and he still... I mean, uh, he, he had plenty. He birdie but, the par um, five, I mean... Yeah. Um you made a couple of well, like, movies. Even too. if he had birdied
1: that part five, I still thought it was over.
0: Yeah. I think we were all uh, talking like fourteen and he never got there.
1: Yeah, what did he win at? 13? Thirteen. Thirteen.
0: Yeah, and right. I mean it was over like as soon as I got to eighteen T for the playoff and Griller wasn't wearing a bib, I mean you knew it was over. There was no way feet was losing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No that's true. That was that was
1: quite the alpha move. He does that a lot, <laughs> by the way. He walks the first two of those bib all the time. Um
0: He runs the damn show, man. That's
1: right.
2: That's awesome. That was uh I mean, we talked about the Strokes Gan T to Green, like that was another week where he led led the field, Strokes yeah. getting T to Green.
1: That was and such came. like a fever dream, man. Like I like it was such a weird situation and it was on easter and it was crazy crazy next year on easter it's it's good that we got the win because you know we went so many years without a win so so many we've we've extended the win streak to two years (laughs) (laughs) we it's not wrong and then um,
2: Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, I t- took a little time off after that, and I kind of I was a little worried the ball strike was going to go, but it didn't. At had uh, Byron Nelson. I mean, yeah. that was another really, really good
1: showing.
0: Yeah, that was, I mean.
1: That was his best showing.
0: That the was the best golf of the year that he played, and he just got. Because yeah. he
1: made some putts that week, too.
0: He got KH lead. You know, happens to the best of us. Which again is just ridiculous. Like Cage
1: Lee is like just Cage Lee is the type of guy that you see at the top of Leaderboard on a Sunday, and he's like the only one in like black numbers for the day. You know? Like everyone's under par and he's just sitting there at like plus two for the day. Like that's Cage Lee every Sunday. And Cage Lee played unbeatable golf on that Sunday. Um it was just the luck, man. The luck is. But again, I stand by my statement. We did deserve to win more than one tournament this year. I'd say we did deserve to win one. As much as I don't think he played well compared to last year, I definitely think he deserved to win one of the RBC, and, and not RBC. I definitely think he deserved to win either Pebble or Byron Nelson. And it was weird that yeah. he got it at RBC, but I, I think he deserved one. I don't think you can make a case that he deserved more than one. And I don't think he played better than last year at all. But last year he did deserve more than one or should have had more than one. But I I think overall the results kind of spoke for themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we'll keep going, obviously. But I think one was probably, I mean, the magic number. I mean, for the most part of the season, he struck it pretty damn well. Um, He was pretty consistent all year. I mean, he had a couple off weeks with the ball striking. But for the most part, it was really good. And, I mean, the week he won, he didn't even find anything with the putter. He just outstruck everyone, you know, had the luck go his way that he didn't have go his way at the heritage. I mean, not the heritage, the Byron Nelson and Pebble.
2: Yeah, it kind of felt like his expected win total for the year, those expected goal soccer fan football fans out there, <laughs> kind of felt like it was like a 1.3. Um, Because Byron, like – he wins just based on his number. I think strokes gain numbers quite a bit, quite often. Um, And then kind of the same thing with Pebble. Uh, But then in theory, he's extremely lucky at RBC. So I guess it worked out, you know, you know, you just keep putting yourself in those positions and you never know what's going to happen. But that, I mean, after the Byron Nelson, we're thinking like, all right, Hey, great shot for the slam this week. And to be honest, it kind of set the tone for the rest of
1: the summer. It was was dead quite early.
0: (laughs) Um, It was dead after 18 holes. What did you say? It was dead after 18 holes.
1: It was dead
0: after like four.
1: Um, (laughs) Wasn't it like one under through four, though? When he walked to the par five and didn't birdie it, it it was caked. Um, I just... Yeah, you could just tell like the vibe wasn't there. Like he yeah. wasn't. He he he's never been someone who really lived up to those like big. He's never you know, like. I don't want to say he's never lived up to anything because I mean the man won the Masters and then backed it up with the U.S. Open. I mean that's ridiculous. But like <laughs> recently, every time he's been in the story, he's never even played well. So that's fair. we'll see.
2: Yeah, kind of. Um, PGA was weird, though, because at the end of the day, five under got a playoff, six under won it. So even though I it think... It was so winnable. Even though I think yeah. Thursday was two over, uh, and it kind of felt like... And then Friday, he got it back to even. on uh, After 35 holes, obviously bogeyed 18 again. But it's like... I don't know. They're just he didn't do enough lurking this year. You know there was just no consistency. Um, honestly, even round to round, I don't know if you know round three and four were much of the same kind of like slightly over par golf. That's just not good enough at a major. Um, yeah. Even though it felt like it was one that he could win. And kind of the same thing the next week at the Schwab, right? Winner was nine under, and that's, you know, he was five under through two rounds. So <laughs> kind of just so – it's like, man, they're just not – not that he doesn't have grit or whatever. It just didn't – there wasn't a lot of scorecard grit, I'll call it. There was not no a lot grit of, this season.
0: just saying. Not a lot of
2: good pars.
0: That was pretty much the story the last few months, and Bob and I just harp on all the time. There's never a good par because he missed, he'd miss every putt or he'd three putt from 30 feet. I mean, it was brutal. Um, I mean, the PJ and the Schwab back to back were both brutal because the Schwab easily could have won, and the PJ at least he could have been in the pick. I mean, just imagine if he had a chance at the slam on Sunday, like, just being in the picture would have been absolutely insane to be able to go to bed on Saturday night and be within three maybe even five shots of taking home the grand slam and he just of course couldn't make anything and then the schwab was just bad i mean like a t7s i guess never bad but i mean he didn't need to play much better to have held up the trophy on sunday
2: yeah and he certainly didn't play his best right no. like it was it was his c plus b minus stuff at best um yeah so it just at that point the putter was a serious concern um obviously it was after rbc but at that point it's like all right you've had some time you had probably the, the tournament that you want to win the most and i think i read something. he lost his swing on monday of the pga week like <laughs> come on that's how is that even possible? Um,
1: that infuriated me so much when he that, said that. That's so speethy, though. That's so speedy.
2: so yeah, I don't even know what happened after this. After Schwab,
0: we went to Memorial where the putter actually you know cooperated for once, and of course, you know, like all elite players, Speeth lost the ball striking, so of course you know just wasn't a week he was going to win i mean when you lose your swing and your jordan speeth it takes like 3 to 4 weeks to figure it out again um i i just it's so annoying you watch any like rory for example rory has a bad week of the ball striking next week he bounces back and he strikes it great i mean speeth i mean it's it's just a it's I mean, it's a the normal like train wreck that it usually is. I mean, I he, I guess he struck it okay the following week at the u s Open, but of course, the travelers, he just like, where does that come from? Up into the travelers, he's striking it like amazingly all year, and then he and then Bob goes the same person. I mean, he's hitting all over the place. <laughs> I just I don't understand it uh,
2: <laughs> no I, I think it's his kind of ups and downs have a pretty big separation between them. There's definitely a more mathy word for that, but I can't think of what it is. Um, The range of his performance, um, the variance is pretty high, right? And I think sometimes it can take him a while to figure out the swing, but then when he does, he reaches a pretty high peak, right? We saw that at RBC. We saw that at... um, the byron nelson but then it just falls off right because it's hard to stay at that peak so i mean he's talked about you know getting consistent more consistent for next year but i think the summer really i mean kind of the whole season summed up the whole season right i know it sounds it's like duh yeah no no kidding that's how it works but it really like the inconsistency not necessarily in some of the placements in the summer because they were all not that great, but just the way in which he placed in certain events was crazy, right? So yeah, Traveler was was awful. I know you were there, Bob, and you got to see uh round two.
0: Round <laughs> two was I did.
1: Um thankfully the better day to see. And yeah, it was um it was a fun round to watch. It was sort of like really stress free. So yeah. Um, I don't really have much more to say about that, because I really don't remember the exact things that happened. There was nothing really memorable. He just played really solid golf, which we just didn't see very often all year. Um yeah. just kinda grind his way around. One thing I definitely still got to me was he made pars that he hadn't been making all year. Like he parred the hard holes and like like, that's the key to success. So, um, it's that simple. You just gotta, you gotta par the hard holes. And we've been, um, harping on that all year. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just pretty simple.
0: It's funny that you mentioned parring the hard holes. And then we had, after the Travelers, to the Scottish, where he, again, I mean, he could have won at the Scottish, um, Uh, the he played the 18th hole so bad kind of a theme of his stay in europe between both the genesis and the open whether it be 18 and the scottish open Mm -hmm. or in the road hole at st andrews i mean just just sloppy um yeah i mean especially like hard i get their hard holes but like if you want to win golf tournaments you just got to make par on them it's just like making birdie on a par five um he couldn't do that for a lot of events this season and the Scottish was fun. I mean, he was in the picture at the Scottish. I mean, if you look back, he really, I mean, what the Byron was probably the previous time before the Scottish where he was really in serious contention and it was fun. And then he makes a double bogey, a really bad double bogey on Sunday at a relatively benign hole, And there goes your tournament.
2: yeah, It was one back with four to play five to play. On Sunday. And we're like, where did this come from? Because Thursday he started making everything, right? He had those five birdies in a row. And we're like, oh, you know, speat and in, in Scotland, the UK, like spot. And then it just kind of petered out. He kind of stood. He left up some out there um all week. And then he kind of worked himself back into contention. Obviously, I think Xander ended up at like eight anyway. So it didn't really matter too much. But um to get to five and then instantly go to three and then back to two. Just kind of a brutal way to finish the week. Um, yeah, and then, you know, same thing at St. Andrews, right? It was, like, just, just not good enough. Even though it wasn't, in the end, not all that bad. It just couldn't maintain any momentum for any serious stretch of holes. And the momentum didn't end with, like, four pars. It ended with back-to-back bogeys or something like that. So he dug himself quite a few holes basically every tournament. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, St. Andrews was the the classic Rory backdoor top 10. I mean, Spieth was never in the tournament. Um, and to be fair, he would have needed to play one of the best weeks of his life to win. Unlike RBC, where he won playing very meh golf, he would have needed to play absolutely outstanding to win at St. Andrews, which is obviously a tough ask. But, I mean, again, just couldn't – would he play the road hole in three over for the week. It's simple stuff like that. You make pars – I mean, you shoot even pars at a three over. I mean, we're talking about being in serious contention at the golf tournament. Let, let,
1: let me say one thing. First of all, I would have been very happy with one over on that hole that week. Yeah. I'm not asking for no bogeys on any hard holes. I'm just asking for no, like, if you have a seven iron from the middle of the fairway, because if you're in seven (laughs) iron into a par four, that's a hard hole. Um, Like, don't make a five in the stupidest way possible (laughs) by by hitting a... A bad shot, but you left yourself in the right spot, and then you chip it to sixty feet. Like that's not <laughs> what you should do. Um, the three putts killed me all year.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's just it's the way they made pars. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean St. Andrews was. I mean it was a lag putting c- competition, and the I mean he three putted like three or four times on Thursday. Thursday was an ex- extremely pathetic round. I think he sh- he was in the tougher way, but he shot even. And I mean, he kind of said it best, I think, on Saturday. If you're shooting even around St. Andrews, you're toast. I mean, I mean, it's a cool golf course because you can go super low. And I, I mean, but it was kind of tough on Thursday, if I recall, and still even just was not good enough. I mean, he took himself out of all four majors on Thursday, which is really uncharacteristic for him. I mean, he's always been usually rising to the occasion in contention at majors. And he was in contention at zero majors this year. So, I mean, as we like to say, I mean, the season's kind of over for him after the Open, and based on how he played in the playoffs, kind of was the case.
2: Yeah, I gave it a little run at the BMW. I think my internet's kind of going in and out, so I'm not sure if you guys are hearing this or not. But We can hear um, you. Okay. Yeah, you gave it a little run at the BMW. But then, you know, it kind of fell apart on number five. Uh, I actually kind of Eastlake was like not too bad, I thought. Um, obviously, he didn't make the he needed to play like perfect golf to be anywhere close to contention. Um, but he or at least his season's perfect golf, right? The best golf of the season, probably. Um, and he just didn't have it. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure he's getting ready for the President's Cup. Don't think there's a baby on the way this offseason. Texas football is better than They're baby back. Football. So like, Texas
1: football is you back.
2: Be, you should be feeling good. Going well, into
1: the except for Cup. the fact that Ewers is out. But if Ewers <laughs> was healthy the entire season, I'm confident that they make the playoff. Wow. What?
0: Because
1: they would have beat Alabama. Out of 12 teams, they definitely.
0: There's no 12 There's teams. no 12 teams this year. You're
1: kidding me, right? Moron. <laughs> well, let me just say this. I need to come clean. As a <laughs> casual Texas football fan, purely <laughs> just on the fact that they just don't win enough for me to be able to keep up with them as a diehard. You're a Dolphins um, fan. Exactly. Like, if Texas got good again, Yes, I would be back to being. Um, <laughs> I would, I would root for them a lot more heavy. The- Was I devastated when they lost on a pretty horrific call against Alabama? Yes, um, but I'm not ashamed to say that I did think that it was 12 teams this year. I I definitely did.
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, you're just showing how big when does a that start? college football fan you are. <laughs> when does
1: that start?
0: I think it's still two or three years out, right, Dan? Yeah, I actually don't know, but I think oh, it's not this year. Ugh. It happens. I was
1: going to say, because, yeah. well, we won't need the 12 teams once Arch Manning comes. <laughs> so like, then, then he's just keeping it four at that point. Yeah. I mean, might as well take out some of the- <laughs> We don't want to let any upsets. Well, wait.
2: Well, you're going to be joining the SEC pretty soon, so that'll be tough. You'll have to play a top
1: four
0: performance. Uh I mean, you might be a top four team in the SEC.
2: LSU's pretty bad besides Burrow. Yeah, you never know, though. LSU can, they've had their moments.
0: I mean, they got just a pure Southern coach and Brian Kelly leading the ship. I mean,
2: Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's true. They're not doing anything with Brian Kelly down there.
1: Well, you know, uh, my 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 day's been ruined. Now I really thought that it was twelve, and Texas is going to make the playoff.
0: <laughs> you learn something new every day. I have, I have an exercise.
1: That being games. said,
0: that being said,
1: if <laughs> Texas doesn't lose a, another game, they get into the playoff. That's so. not happening, and no, will it happen? No, I mean. I'd say it's probable that UTSA wins this week, yes.
0: but... Um,
1: the real Texas. But,
0: what? The real Texas, UTSA.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if UTSA stands for something in Texas. It's it's like the road <laughs> Runners or something, but they're a basketball school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think, Well, we're on the topic of college football... I do think Michigan is the second best team in the country right now. Whoa. Uh, I do not Michigan think Alabama is that good. Think I really don't true. think Alabama' is that good. I mean, Texas is listen, I mean, I'm, I'm a realistic <laughs> fan. Texas yeah, is no, back, they but like, they're not that good. And they easily would have beat Alabama by a few scores, if a few scores. that game. I mean with, with the way their defense played, I mean it's tough, though. Like, well, they were won the game at least
2: maybe no to you play. can't
1: say that that was it was obvious
2: well you can't uh, okay back up QB <laughs> on one leg almost yeah yeah no no I, I mean I could it's very plausible that Texas would have won if viewers was still healthy
1: by 20 yes but
2: I think <laughs> that I just uh, I don't know we'll see I, I I just in general I don't think you can
1: count out Bama yeah obviously you can't but like i'm very high i think jj is very good i so. do i do too um it sure. was mad funny because i was in it, i was in the chat and um one of my friends had michigan spread and jj jj was they were up like 50 to nothing on like a 56 points and Cade came in and sold it and they won by like 52 um yeah no Mich. the um Hawaii is the worst team in the division.
2: Yeah, Hawaii I mean dude, we I mean we play Yukon next week, so
1: well actually one of my um one of my friends, his best friend growing up is the UConn QB next year. Huh. His name's Tucker McDonald. Poor guy. He goes to the right. <laughs> local public school. Um and
2: He might get them to the two wins this
1: season. You know, <laughs> no, I I wouldn't say that. Um
2: Oh, not I, even. I'll, <laughs> hold,
1: I'll hold back my opinions on his on his play. Um, <laughs> I mean, boots
0: listening to you right now? I mean, I, I think the sunglasses. I highly
1: make... doubt he listens to this, but if, um, I'll tell you later.
2: <laughs> I think the sunglasses make you sound more sophisticated.
1: Yeah, you know. Making I was thinking part about of your permanent repertoire, what, please. I was thinking about what people are thinking listening to me and looking at that. <laughs> like that should be so disturbing. Like you look at that picture and you're like, oh my god, his eyes are like staring right at me. Like it's a stud. Yeah, I just, well, well, I wouldn't say that.
0: Um, Dan.
1: That's not the vibes I get from that picture. Dan.
0: Yes. Sum up speech
1: season in one word
2: the only word that like pops to my head right now is inconsistent, but that's kind of bland, so I'll ah uh, bland, bland, <laughs>
0: not Richard <laughs> Bob, give us like,
2: one word. Yeah, Bob, I feel like you got a good one. Kind of up your up your up your sleeves or behind your sunglasses. <laughs> um
1: some deep thinking. Well, I have a word and I have a and I have a statement. Like a word and then I have like a phrase. Right. Like one statement to describe <laughs> well give us Honestly, the word um well <laughs> i don't want to say word it's a little mean i feel like i feel like all of us needs to be taken with a grain of salt because i'm a very passionate fan and obviously i like i love speed very much and if he listened to this he'd um probably be very sad but um sure he'd care <laughs> <Go ahead. yeah. laughs> um i'd say failure um Okay. Personally, just for me, I, I'm really disappointed how this season went. I, I would have liked a lot more out of it. I, well, I me and Jordan he, talked about how if he only got one win this season, it would be a little disappointing. Yeah. And I just think it's even more disappointing given how well he hit the ball. I so, I, I bet you he thinks it's a bit of a failure. I'm sure he does. Yeah. I mean, I think you he know, said. I probably,
2: mean, I never want
1: to. I, I I always hate those comments. It's like, oh, I bet you can do better. Like, no, I can't. Like, I understand that. Like, I'm I'm watching. As a fan, I think it's a failure personally. Like, yeah. no, I could not do better than them.
0: Like, I love when people say that person. they'll tweet you on Twitter. Well, you go out there and play, and you, you try yeah, and do you, it. You
1: you go out there and, and make. The the cut. Like, I'm not going to make the cut. <laughs> like, it's that's not what I'm saying. When I say that it's awful that Speed missed the cut the Masters, I'm not saying that I can make the cut of the Masters. Like, it's just. His expectations should be a lot higher than mine, um, but I—I mistake. People I fail to realize, and the statement is pulled out of his ass <laughs> because, <laughs> um, everywhere you look. Well, first you looked at E1, and then you look at all the rank, like all the. PGA Tour writers ranking players Spieth, 11th 9th, he's what in the official golf ranking, he's still 13 13, yeah like he pulled good n- numbers and a lot of good things out of a really disappointing season um, in terms of result-
0: results wise
1: uh, so that that's the statement I'd like to I'd like to describe the season as.
0: I respect it. Um, I think he said at the Tour Championship like he'd give him give his season a C. I think the only reason he said that is I think because behind closed doors he's leaning closer to a D or an F. I mean, he literally was not in the picture at any of the four majors, and that's what he prides himself on. And he was abysmal. I mean, he finished T eight at St Andrews, but like, that's a fake T eight. He had no yeah. chance of winning the golf tournament. Um, he was worse than he was last year, which I think is the, I mean, I guess the big thing. Like last year was, I think for him and for us, a lot more fun. This year was yeah. meh.
2: What, what's your meh?
0: Is that your word? Um, I'm not going to say failure because he wanted the golf tournament. Like that's still tough. I don't want to say disappointing because that's just bland. Um, how about unfortunate? Because <laughs> I think, I think if um he cuts how he did in 2021, he probably wins twice. Um, I know the irons probably weren't as consistent as they were in 2021, but he struck it off the tee beautifully like all year. Um, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, hopefully,
2: that hopefully I mean, the, yeah, sorry. No, I'm just gonna say, hopefully, the tee ball stays because that, that's a big like. He kept himself he Strokes gained T D Green were good in part because the off the tee was really good too. So needs to keep that rolling.
0: Yeah, um I mean I think the bar for the upcoming season is probably this season. Um I think that's the I'd love to see him. I I had it as one of my goals on Instagram, win once before the Masters. I think I'm going to keep that going into this year. Um it'd be sick to just bag a win before Augusta. And I mean he's going to play he's going to play a uh, good 10 to 10 11 times before Augusta. So I mean if he could pick off one of those and I mean you're kind of playing with house money after that. Sort of. I mean, you still really want to play well, but I mean, if he could bag one before Augusta, it could be a fun season. Well, he can't put worse than he did this year. I guess that's a positive. Um,
1: my goal for the entire season is literally just to win a singles match. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to say, I we need to get that out of the way. You know, I mean, we don't talk about this enough, but like it was really bad to only tie Fleetwood. <laughs> I mean Fleetwood played well. What was he two, fair. two, he what, two two well. up with three to play? Was it that?
2: Uh I think he won one like up. two. It was he, he won 15 to go one up, but then I think Fleetwood just won 16. And then they split on 17 with two birdies. And then eighteen, they can both conceded like five and a half footers oh, yeah. that definitely. So, was it, so it match, was so. a
1: Mickey Mouse tie.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, yeah. Hopefully, the President's Cup's better. Obviously, we'll have a little Quail Hollow President's Cup preview week. Uh, it's kind of coming
1: soon. It's all and it's almost been Next a year week. for
2: us. Yeah. Just crazy.
1: If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would put tons on Tom Kim Six five okay, okay. <laughs> um,
0: Tom Kim is unreal, but yeah I don't know if best... Tom Kim can golf his ball he yes, he can. I Does actually it? was uh, looking earlier this evening to see when the first episode was. It was September 16th, so two days from now will be the one-year anniversary of Go Get That Pod. So
2: we probably recorded when this, the day this is out. If you're still
0: listening. Should I drop this? Yeah, if you're still listening, this might be coming out on the 16th. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> so we did 59 episodes in a year. That's pretty good. That's one for every week.
2: Yeah, and we took some like time off too. Yeah, so we'll have some more fun stuff in the in the fall as well. The real question
0: is, can he win more than once in the next fifty nine episodes? That's the real question. That is the next question.
2: It's a good question. Dan, do we have a question in the pod? We do. There we go. What a segue. Let's see here.
0: I He wrote uh, it down. There we go.
2: I did write it down. Well, I've had this one for a while now. Um, last time I asked about what people thought the, where is it? Um, what the best sound in sports is. Uh, we got some good question. responses for that. Uh, but so now, you know, it's still kind of summer, but I was just thinking about this the other day. At, at what temperature for you Ooh. does short season end and pants season start?
1: Ooh. Pant season is year long, baby.
2: <laughs> Not necessarily for golf, just in general.
1: Oh, i were- um, really disappointed in this question because it's a pretty bad question no it's not in february 40 degrees is shorts
2: in uh okay so i guess let me let me there's i think there's kind of two i think short season to pants season you get a different temperature from pants season to short season
1: that's fair
0: i think you're making this way too complicated now yeah okay Anyway, but me-
1: well, what, what temperature do you choose pants? Translation, what's hot and what's cold.
0: Yes. I say 45 um, degrees.
1: I think I think, um, 45 when it's light out. I mean, when it's dark out. Or no, when it's light out. But like, if it's like 60 degrees in the summer and it's at night, I'm probably wearing sweatpants outside.
0: Yeah. See, see, I'm more of a like, my legs don't get as cold, but my arms get cold. So like I'll wear a hoodie. Like if it gets to 50, 55, I'm wearing a hoodie.
1: Well, I, but again, I just I'm really disappointed in in the <laughs> in just the the lack of like there's really no structure. Like it's just lacking structure, you know, like oh, so. like when you go into a classroom and it's just like a bunch of guys talking, nothing gets done. Like that's what this question is. Like there's just oh. there's nothing happening. Like if I'm playing basketball, I'm wearing shorts in 50 degree weather. But if I'm Yeah, because you're you're overthinking the question. Exactly. Honest. When do you start wearing pants in the
0: fall? I think
1: that's you problem personally, but Okay. Uh, well, you don't like come up with question. your own
0: damn question. I yeah. Well I, uh, called
1: Bob's question in the pot. It's Bob's picture of the day.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> I uh I actually don't know what my
2: temperature is. All I know is that I like to wear pants. So whenever it's like low 60s
1: i do love
0: pants were you wearing pants today
1: me
2: no no can you show us
1: your legs it was
2: like 70s (laughs) leg reveal
1: no that'll
2: be no i will say a
1: thousand subscribers on youtube dan will or when we hit a thousand followers on twitter dan will show off his legs in five-inch shorts.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll <laughs> do that if we play golf in the Masters.
0: Masters.
2: Because I – dude, I'm telling you, I think I, I might be
1: – Does might, Dan need to be added to the field? I might. I, I'm working my way to the
2: Masters exemption.
1: Can you imagine if – That would be changing if the if The Masters flower special. – changed from – Match play to stroke play. Well, like three man
2: event. I just shot a seventy-five the other day. So handicaps You've going been down. playing, man. I've been dude, I've been, I've been <laughs> playing. So I'm coming for
1: well, I just want to say play, first of all
2: you guys play in Massachusetts.
1: Um <laughs> Alex in the chat is just ridiculous. Um I, I For those of you who need context, The Masters is a Massachusetts. It's well, it's nicknamed. It's invitational only. It's the invitation, it's an invitational. It's it's the most prestigious event to walk God's great earth. Um, and it's between me and a fellow friend named Ryan, and he's mentioned in this actually way too much because he says things that sometimes have points about speed. Um, And well, it became a big thing over the summer. It was, it was a huge event and um, I won, obviously won a very hefty paycheck. (laughs) And, you know, Dan being heads the field could be a huge, um, I mean, the purse would increase significantly. I mean, we're looking at live type. <laughs> I mean, this would be a. I mean, this would be a fifty percent increase, um, in purse. Oh, which would be sure. huge. Yeah. Um, or or we could get Jordan
2: up there too and get a little Ryder Cup Masters
1: award. Whoa! Actually, can you imagine me and Ryan versus Dan and? It's the master we'd squad versus the 2K squad.
2: Yeah. I think the what? Versus the 2K squad. Oh.
1: Dan and JK.
2: Yeah, we. Uh, I think we'd probably lose that one. But if it was – I mean, because I don't know how much Jordan's been playing.
0: Not at all. <laughs> I don't like our odds. Yeah. Especially yeah. in their home um, turf, like their home turf, like it's just, it wouldn't be a fair fight.
1: We've reached the point in the podcast where no one's listening. Um, yeah. Well, I
2: just wanted to mention that I think I deserve a master's exemption.
1: Uh, the committee will discuss. We need a title uh, sponsor. I, I have beef with the committee after last year's awful trial. Um, I'm still not over that there was there was a huge legal dispute about um some rules changes that were agreed upon and then completely <laughs> completely thrown as what was legally called a movement to disrupt the competition, which I thought was awful but anyway, I mean, no one's listening to this, but um <laughs> I have beef with the committee, long story short. I can try and tuck it up with them, but it depends whether I'm willing to be the bigger man and start that conversation <laughs> so um that'll do it for us today, yeah, this was really off the rails for the second half, but it's late, and you know, sometimes you just need to look at my face right. and, and laugh I will... live laugh, love everyone oh uh,
2: yeah have i'll I'll make sure my questions have some more structure for you bye. Thank you. <laughs>
0: All right. we're signing off have a good night <laughs> everyone
2: alright see you guys
1: peace